IT Radio. Join us as we talk about everything related to information technology and some other random stuff as well. Help us try to find how IT relates to each and every one of us and what's really behind the story headlines. We are Swedes and we talk tech. As you stand down by the beachside and you scan the horizon for that ship which you always want to see, you know that we are out there somewhere on the open seas. Right now we steer the good ship all in IT radio towards the home shore. And on this ship this day we have Henrik. Ahoy mateys. Hello Henrik. And Robin. Ahoy. You seem really happy. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not sure what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm coming to you from the darkest part of the <laughs> sea today, so I'm happy to be up in the air today. <laughs> no, you're out on the air. We are broadcasting right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can picture us all out on the great ship, the All in IT radio. We're sitting there with our... Uh, what's it called? Fishing poles. Fishing rods. Fishing poles. That's the name. Yeah, sure. We, we have those too. Want to catch big fish? Absolutely. Just slowly, gently drifting along with the tide, trying to not really catch a fish. Actually, <laughs> we don't care. We're just taking it slow, softly, easy. It's a great day to be out at sea. But we know people really long for the sight of the sails of the all nighty radio so here we are and what will be our topics for today robin the first topic we are going to talk about today is the um, the new public service license fee that we got in sweden exciting <laughs> yeah, you sounded really excited. Very exciting <laughs> subject, but I think we will manage. You're absolutely, absolutely <laughs> selling the subject. Oh, this will just be you fun. wait. Yeah. Thank you, Henrik. And the topic after that will be what, Henrik? I will return a bit to talk about my dear Nexus Seven, which I obtained a few months back, and delve a bit into what I actually use it for these days and how it has enriched and fulfilled my everyday life. It will be exciting to see what you use. Oh yeah. What kind of use have you managed to put it to? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now that you've gotten used to it a bit more. Splendid. But actually, there is one thing we will have a look at first. It's a all new segment. And I think we should turn to that Right now, what do you say, guys? Yeah, can't wait. Sounds very thrilling. Let's go. Let's go. So we get to introduce a new segment today, and I'm really excited to be a part of this momentous occasion because we are going to introduce the section OCT. And what does that mean? Does anyone know? Yes, I don't know. All right, what is it? Uh, it's like OCD, but with tech. 
that's quite <laughs> close, actually. The T okay. is not for tech, it's for thing. Oh. And the OC is for one cool. Oh. So this section is one cool thing. O-C-T. And this is a way to start off our shows. We want to get into a flying start. So we go around the board. We each get a couple of minutes to talk about one cool thing that we've discovered lately. It could be anything, really. An article we've read that we're interested in. It could be something cool we've discovered on the corner of our street. It could be something interesting that we've heard on a podcast. Anything, really. A new technique, a new gadget, perhaps. So, Kenneth, you can set the bar for us, I believe. Please. Yeah, sure. Let me start this thing off. My my cool thing for this episode is that I discovered a security feature that Google has. So I use... What's the chat service called? It's Google Chat? G-Talk. G-Talk? G-Talk. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google right, Talk. That's it. Yeah. So I use Google Talk. I use it to communicate with, well, the both of you. And a lot of other people as well. And I've set up a new server, and I installed G-Talk there. And I tried to run it through the Tor network... And you might remember we talked about Tor in an earlier episode. It was yeah, it was even episode 0002, Security Can Bring You Down. We covered the Tor network. So it's an anonymization sort of network, just sh- briefly. So I, I ran GTalk through that, and I couldn't log in. I, Google said that I had the wrong, wrong authentication key. Hmm. All right, I found that strange. And then I received a text, a text message on my phone. And it was from Google. <laughs> and they said that someone... We in... want to hire you. No, okay, no. unfortunately <laughs> not. No, they said that someone in Germany tried to log in from into your account. And we blocked that. Okay. No so... Germans are allowed. well i don't usually log in from germany so google noticed that so they sent a text great i could go in and authorize the access from my server and that that was great i I didn't even know they had that kind of security checks but i was really really happy to see it and that's my cool thing oh great all right henrik what's your cool thing oh um well, I'm very cool, of course. Of course. Always. My, my cool thing that I discovered just today, ex- uh, actually, uh, is a small service called CodeShare. Right. It's a, webpa- a website. You find it on codeshare.io. And, well, it's more or less a notepad, but aimed to people uh, who want to share code with each other. So <clears throat> what it does is, uh, it's, um, if you type anything really anything uh, into the window. It just looks like a big um, console screen. So you type a thing and you get a random URL, codeshare.io slash, and I think it is five random characters. And you share this link with the one you want to share this code or text or message with. So, yeah. In some cases very useful, in some cases not. 
But you could see the others writing in the document live, couldn't you? Uh, I think so, yes. Or are you the only one who can write in it? Not sure, I haven't tested it. But um, if I send the link to you, you should receive it now. Do you see anything? Yeah, sure, I got it. And it says write or paste code here, then share. Anyone you share with will see the code as it's typed. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, but I don't know if you can change this. Do you see me erasing the text now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Can you write anything? I'm writing a lot of Fs. Ooh, <laughs> F. Cool. Then you can actually yeah. collaborate there with the code. Or anything, really. Yeah, exactly. And that's my cool thing. Fantastic. So it's a Google um, a Google Docs thing, but simpler. Yeah, all right. Sort of. Nice, cool thing. And uh, Robin? Yeah. What cool thing have you discovered? Well, discovered and discovered. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right word, I believe. I'm just excited. All That's right. the thing for me. My cool thing this time must be that this month... Is the month when Jolla will announce the Selfish OS. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but sorry, haven't we already seen Selfish OS? We have seen some previews of it, I suppose. Uh, they, they have, people have the ability now to create apps for, for it. They will now talk about uh, when it will be released and what kind of branch, brands they will have uh, a deal with. Making uh, cell phones, so uh, they're releasing the SDK. Yes, um, it. The rumors says that this will be released in the end of the year. Okay, but we don't know yet, and all this information will come this month. So I'm very excited about that. And for all of you who don't know about, is it like a yeah, go on? Is it like a press release from Jolla, or is it through some kind of uh, convention or something? What I have heard, it, it will be some kind of a press, uh, press conference or something, but I'm not completely sure. I haven't looked at it that closely. What do you, yeah, closely, yes. So, um, but it, Selfish OS, it's the new Mego OS for those who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, like the Nokia N9, the only, more or less, the only Mego phone available. That's my cool thing. <laughs> nice. Really nice. All right. Let's get on with the rest of the show. Here we go. So, the great topic of the day... It's the TV license. Sounds really boring, but <laughs> might be interesting when we put our teeth into it, let them sink in. So, Robin, would you care to fill our international listeners in? What is a TV license? What do we need it for? And who pays it? Yeah. Very good questions, and I will try to make it as entertaining as possible. It's not very easy <laughs> when it comes to this subject, but I will do my best. <laughs> so today we want to talk about the new TV or more correctly maybe the, the new public service license fee that has been talked a lot about in media recently and uh, for all of you non-Swedes 
who listen to this, I will explain a bit about how it works. Um, we have a license fee that you have to pay if you got a television. That's the basic. It, it's like the BBC in the UK and the PBS and NPR in the United States. All right. Uh, with the difference that the United States, um, the politicians decide how much money the public uh, radio and TV gets. And that makes... Uh, some problems for the PBS and NPR. Uh, they have to ask money from uh, from other companies and to to survive more or less because it's a political thing uh, going on. And they um, some politicians want it more than others. I can say. <laughs> so, um, but in Sweden it's a bit different in contra in contrast to the United States. Uh, the lawmakers in Sweden decided long ago that Sweden should have a non-commercial, political neutral channel, uh, both TV and radio. Since some years back, the requirement for paying the license fee has changed some. But, but just let me interrupt you there yeah. quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You say long ago, and this was back in the days of black and white TV, and we only had one channel. Yes, exactly. But isn't it true that others, private entities weren't allowed to broadcast TV back then. Wasn't it closed down uh, yeah, completely? Yeah, I suppose it was. Yeah, I suppose so. I I, I wasn't aware of that at the time. It was. <laughs> I wasn't even born. No, none of us were, but <laughs> we, we, had a, we had a TV monopoly, if I don't... Yes, we had. Absolutely. Yeah. The Swedish television. And TV4 was the first commercial available TV. Commercial, it's they, they have the they are a part of the of this public service, but they have the uh, they are allowed to have commercials. Okay, yeah. I remember uh, TV3 mm -hmm. were broadcasted from England. England, yeah, right. sure, it was England, and it still st still is. It still is. Okay, what I just know. to circumvent circumvent the rules in Sweden that prohibited commercials, especially commercials towards kids and such. Exactly. Mm. And that's why they still uh, have their they, they still broadcasts from United from from the United Kingdom. That's why. Does anyone look at TV3 anymore? Isn't it more or less a dead uh, channel? No. I think it's a quite a popular channel for youth. It is. I suppose it's it's it, it's a lot of it's a lot of you know the this big brother kind of programs oh. that they like to watch. Big brother is outdated now, but there are similar things that exist today. All and right. shows what I know. Yeah, and those shows often go on TV three and Channel five and those channels because it's it's inter entertainment channels not very deep so yeah okay all right sure uh, with that out of the way please continue so since some years back the requirement for pay paying that license fee has changed some uh, to also include computers nowadays a, a quick and, question yeah. just before we delve into this um i'm i'm reading a bit about it on on wikipedia right now and uh, it says that in 2010 they changed the name of the fee mm -hmm. to radio and television fees. Yes, exactly. Uh, but from what I can see, there isn't a requirement to pay the fee if you only have a radio receiver. 
Am I correct? Because uh, take for example my my cell phone, my Nokia N900. It has an uh, an FM receiver, so it can take radio, and and uh, other cell phones can as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is a requirement to pay the fee if you only have a no. radio. The money goes towards the radio, the Swedish radio network with their two channels. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. no, three, four, five. No, chan- I don't know. They have a lot of yeah, them now. True. They have. Yeah. They have music channels exactly. too. So. Anyway, it goes towards paying for the Swedish radio networks, uh, but you don't have to pay it unless you have a TV set. Until now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And. This I'm talking about now uh, have been evolved one more time. So uh, this I'm talking about now was the status a few years ago. All right. So um, speaking about computers, it, it's not like the computers themselves are, uh, do that. You have to pay the the fee. It's because if if you have a computer with a television receiver in it, that's when you have to pay, or did. My old computer, uh, the one I had before this one, uh, came with a TV card included. Mm-hmm. So all I had to do was to plug in uh, an antenna cable. Exactly, and that makes you um, that makes that you have to pay the the TV license or the fee. Yeah, but it's still just one license fee for uh, a household. Yes. Yes and no, I believe. If if you have someone living at your house that pays yeah. pays for it, renting a room or something, mm. they practically they they have to pay. To okay. pay. There's a, a separate license, but no one does, I believe. It's it's in that case, I think it's counted as a separate household anyway. Oh yeah, probably. Then people could put this receiver into their computer and watch TV from there. That's why they changed it. So. They also had to to pay. Um, so it doesn't matter if you watch or listen to the channel. Uh, you have to pay for the access to it. Well, to them. And now they have changed it again. And now it's much more strict. Uh, some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, I'm not completely sure what the reason for all the changes is. But the thing is, the, the program from the Swedish television, you, you know, the company that receives the, the fee you pay <laughs> and the programs could be watched after the live broadcasts before on the internet on the SVT play you could watch all the shows but that wasn't enough for, for them to, to demand uh, a fee from people with internet access and with computers so they had to change that so they now they broadcast when they broadcast live at, um, now when they broadcast live at your t- television there you can also watch it online at the same time that's the thing they have changed and they take a different tack to this compared to the BBC in the UK you can watch the BBC programming the BBC programs but only with the BBC player So Mm -hmm. they have some form of DRM system to make sure that only those who live in the UK can watch the things that they have paid for so that the rest of the world can't see yeah, Doctor Who Mm -hmm. whatever whatever they're watching over there. Uh, Are you sure that's not the case in Sweden too with many programs? Are you sure that it's not um, restricted to just Sweden? I believe SVT Play is open to the world. 
It is? Okay. I, I know not all programs were, but that can have changed since this change. Doesn't, doesn't that mean that uh, they have to uh, collect fee from the rest of the world as well? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they must be very rich if they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's the reason why we have such a good TV network in Sweden. <laughs> and actually, we do have a, a rather good TV and radio network yeah, in Sweden. We do. Yeah. They do produce a lot of things that are worth watching. And they really try to make programs to everyone, a wide audience. Yeah. They try. Sure, sometimes I believe they forget the older generations, but still, they are trying. I remember a couple of years ago, they aired, perhaps just one year ago, they aired a documentary about WikiLeaks. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend over in the UK who watched that. All right. So at least the things that they produce themselves are watchable abroad. Yes, but exactly. It might be that when they buy a license to send a program, mm. let's mm -hmm. say from mm. the United States or, or whatever, a TV series, a TV series or, or, or a, a movie, that they might limit that. Mm -hmm. But we Swedes can still watch it online when it broadcasts on the TV right now. And that's why smartphones, tablets, and similar devices are targeted this time. Like the computers and TV has been before. Right. So, um, because you can watch SVT play and watch it live on your smartphone or tablet. So, now, more or less, the entire Swedish population needs to have a license. And how, how much money is the license? How much does it cost? Wow, they... Talk about, let's see if I, uh, I, I think they talk about five Swedish kroner a day or something. If it, it might have been gone up, but I the, thought it was more. Yes. Uh, it check. might have been, it might be more. I have to say, I don't look at it that hard when I pay it. <laughs> I just pay it because I have to. Uh, it says this year, 2013, the radio and TV fee is 590 Swedish crowns for three months. That makes a total year fee of 2,076 crowns. And that's 6.55 kroner a day. Yeah, hmm. okay. So what, what did you say, 2,076 crowns? All right, so 2,000 kroner a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, it is. But you get quality television and radio connects. Yeah, and this has been a thing because there are a lot of people who do not watch this quality TV. Mm -hmm. A lot of cord cutters, as they are called in the United States, although no cords are involved here in Sweden, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have, we all have a mutual friend who has written into the show before, Anders. He went into the TV set and took out the receiver hmm. so he yeah. couldn't use it to receive TV signals. Exactly. But he still could use the TV for video games and such. Mm -hmm. And that way he avoided having to pay these 2,000 kroner a year. And a lot of other people, like myself included, mm -hmm. uh, have forsaken the TV entirely and use a projector or something like that instead 
to watch movies mm. and such because of course I watch I watch a lot of movies and TV series but on the computer or on my projector and that's very nice but for me that that's not an option because I watch sports and that's live and you have to have a TV for that and I've always said that that is a <laughs> defect in your personality <laughs> watching this sport as you then call it. I am happy I have that defect <laughs> um, one other thing I don't know if, if you both know about this but if you buy a new television from a store they automatically give this uh, the the radio tjänst yeah in Sweden the radio service yeah the, the one who gets all the fee money the stores give them the, the information that you bought a new TV. So uh, then they can track you uh, much easier. So you can only buy used TVs. Exactly. Um, <laughs> still thinking of ways to try to get around this. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can put a blanket over it or something when they come and, and inspect your apartment. <laughs> Say it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a goldfish um, aquarium or something a fish tank snyggt <laughs> barskåp that's a famous Swedish sketch where they try to hide the fact that they actually have a TV hilariously fun say it's a, a, an aquarium or that it's cocktail cabinet a cocktail cabinet yeah also one other thing it looks like it's not going to happen but who knows uh, it's it, it, um, not so long ago the politicians in Sweden talked a lot about doing this fee to a tax to change it from a fee to a tax and that means that the politicians have the control over it and can uh, and can change the amount of money <clears throat> depending on what government we have and thus dictate the content uh, that is created by the TV and radio stations and here in Sweden and then they yeah. can't be as independent as they want to be then it will be a lot like in the united states they sure sure the npr and pbs still try to be as neutral as possible in in everything um, but it's hard when you don't have the money and you have to have advertisements to, to make it but it seems like this will not happen here yeah i don't like it the tv license I mean, but you rarely like the future. You must admit this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I hate the future. That's why I do a podcast about <laughs> the information technology of today. No, I, I, I'm not really certain what to feel. There are a lot of people who wouldn't care less if there weren't no Swedish television. And I'm one of them. I don't care about Swedish television. I don't watch the Eurovision Song Contest. No. And sure, that makes me one of the minority in this country. I understand that. But still, there are quite a few of us. We are not that few. <laughs> but you don't watch TV at all? No, I don't. Not exactly. So it, it's not the Swedish television you are against. It, it's the TV concept. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I've given up on TV. I watch things on the internet i watch what interests me and i can get that that there mm -hmm. or i buy the dvd box and watch the the 
the series that interest me. Mostly I do the, I do the same. The, mm, almost the only thing I watch on TV that it, it's sports because the, the other thing I can watch whenever I want. And we'll probably end up in a society where you can get your live sports events via the web as well, but we're not there quite yet. But one, one, one aspect of this, uh, this issue is that, well, of course the, the, um, the Swedish Television Network try to have a very varied mix of entertainment programs, uh, fact programs, documentaries, uh, and so on. But the the key issue, as I think of it, is that commercially available news sources are as they are commercial. Uh, they can choose how and when they want to publish their things. Uh, recently, one thing happened to the Swedish uh, newspaper Svenska Dagbladet, svd.se. They changed their model of how they are going to get people to pay for reading their online newspaper. So the way they do it uh, now is that you have, I think it is 25 free articles every month to read. And when you reach that 25 article limit, you can't uh, you can't uh, continue to read any more articles that month. Of course, you can variously circumvent this, but this, the the case is still they want people to pay for reading their newspaper. And earlier they had a paywall, right? Yeah, and they have thing I think as well right now. You can pay a, a of course higher amount in the long run if you want it available right now. Uh, so you can read an article articles how much you want for a day or a week or a month. I think something like that. So that's the case. Uh, commercial news papers and news uh, television networks and so on can whenever they want change the subscription model because they of course need people to pay thing with Swedish television network or the the public uh, broadcasting is that you have to get the news out to the people if you think uh, like uh, things um, news in uh, an emergency catastrophes things that affects people on a national-wide scale or an international-wide scale. People have to know about these things. Uh, you, uh, back in the days it was radio, then it was television. You have to uh, reach out to the people with the important news, if it's from government or if it's from uh, healthcare or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the key issue in this case is that you have to have some kind of platform that doesn't change or based on commercial interests. But does it work? So you always can get the, the, the message out to the people. Yeah, but does it work? That's the thing I have a huge question mark about because if, 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 if you look at international media, yeah. many countries have this model that they have to pay to read. Yeah. And yeah. in many cases, it, they, don't have, they don't get much money. No. And and because almost all papers in Sweden have it for free, I think that uh, this Svenska Dagbladet will not manage this well. I believe that because the people just go to another service, another paper. Yeah, I see what you mean. But the case is the same with if you take Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People often point in that direction and say, "But hey, I can I can get to know about these things on the social media platforms." Uh, I also subscribe on Twitter to a, to a account called Krisinformation, a Swedish uh, um, 
What do you call it? It's a governmental crisis information channel. Yeah, exactly. Alerts. Yep. The, the, the problem is uh, the same in that case. Um, Twitter is a company who have commercial interests. And this platform might be gone in one year, five years, ten years. We don't really know. So even if we get that information, very important information, from that channel right now, it might be gone in one, two, three years. And then you have to come up with some other way to reach out with the information to people who need to have it. Of course, you can debate if television is really relevant as it as the platform is today, but... That's the foundation I believe they had to try to make. And of course, it's not perfect, but... Mm -hmm. Most channels do do have commercials. Uh, well, I don't have anything fundamentally against the Swedish television network. I think that they create quite good content. It's just not for me. And Svenska Dagbladet is definitely not for me. <laughs> but if we lift this to a broader scale... And just look at the, at the principle of it. What we have is content creators who try to still make a mint, still earn money in a digital world where content really isn't that restricted. Yeah. And then we end up with DRM, Digital Restrictions mm. Management. No, that's not it. Digital Rights. Rights Management, they call it. <laughs> <clears throat> Ridiculous. Same management. thing. <laughs> digital digital ridiculous management yeah and, and as you say it mostly doesn't work no this could be a, a topic for another time perhaps because it's a large topic and there are a lot of different opinions about it but it is a problem if you have content and it is supposed to reach a few persons in an audience a specific audience to make sure that it only reaches them it's Almost impossible, or at least very, very hard. And there's always a technical solution to circumvent it. Mm -hmm. You can use a, a, a server in the United States or in the UK to bounce the signal back here through. And that way you can watch the things that only people in those countries are meant to see. So the Swedish television network, they are going the more open route. They actually release their content and instead they try to widen the range of people who have to pay them to create yeah. it for me this is great <laughs> because i i already pay the the fee and i get more for my money but shouldn't i be able to opt out <laughs> i don't i do yeah, not watch I it yes i suppose so i i suppose so uh, it's 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 a flaw in the system but they want everyone to pay i suppose Good way, good good thing that you spoke about that because we have one internet pro provider in Sweden called Bahnhof. They have done something very special that no one else does, and they have got a. Well, let's just say Radiochant doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they put up a firewall, sort of, right? Yeah, they have this called TV Stopper. Uh, you can, as a customer, opt out of of uh, they, they they can restrict that website to you or that server to you, because one of the um, the demands uh, to pay this fee 
is that you have an internet connection uh, that can reach that server in Bahnhofer's um, way of see that uh, that law. They give their customers the choice to opt out, and so Bahnhof can shut that server, or so so you don't get access to that server. So so if you have Bahnhof as your ISP, you essentially do not have access to that IP address of the Swedish television server. Well, you still do. You have to ask them to shut it down for you. Does that include all of the services? I mean, you can't access svt.se, you can't access svtplay.se, you can't access sr.se. I I believe, I don't know if it's just the play functions. I'm not sure. They talk about the server, and and I suppose it's the same server, Mm. right? Probably, yeah. Mm. So, but I'm not sure how this goes because it it doesn't look like uh, Rodishams like this, and they might try to stop it. And it's easy to circumvent as well. You mm-hmm. can opt in or rather opt out from uh, the Swedish television by telling Bahnhof you're not interested, and then you can just yes. route it another way. You can exactly. always get the signal. So uh, they try to get new cust- customers this way, I suppose. What does the court say? Because I guess this will become a court case if yeah. it hasn't already. I have no idea. I will. Th- it all depends on how they uh, interpret it. Interpretate. Int- what do? You, what is it called? Interpret. Interpret. How the law says, or we will just have to wait and see. And this law actually is quite old, if I recall. It has been in effect a few years at least, but they just haven't enforced it until now, Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, maybe. I'm not that good at knowing how long, but it sounds about right. I think they talked a bit about it a few years back, about two or three Mm -hmm. years. They were like, "Mm, maybe computers should pay it as well. And suddenly in February this year, they went like... Oh, we just uh, got the best idea ever. Yeah. <laughs> you people who don't have TV, you can see our TV channels on your <laughs> computer and your mobile phones as well. So you have to pay. They don't say the the, the last thing. <laughs> no, just we are going in, into the future, and you are you can watch us everywhere. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it good? Fantastic. Mm. And for me, it's good because I already yeah. already pay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I see your point. I do. But it's it's in my opinion, it's a big a bigger question than this. If you want to watch TV or not, in the long run, it's it's like as I said, you get you have to get some kind of information channel on a national wide scale. Uh, we still pay our taxes on 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 what we earn, and we maybe don't like all of the things that our tax money funds. Or pays for, but we still do it because we are obliged to do it. But this is not a tax. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that a solution? So when we pay our taxes, isn't it true that we actually pay a fee to the Swedish church to take care of grave sites and 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 such? Yes, that's true. E- even if you're a member of the Swedish church or well, not, it's a it's a fee for them to take care of you when you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. exactly. They have that responsibility given to them by the state. Mm-hmm. 
And the state and church is a separate thing in Sweden, but does that actually mean that the state has some say in what happens with the churches in Sweden? I don't think so, not anymore. Might have once. But can't the government still just collect the tax and distribute it to the Swedish television networks without having this influence over what gets funded or not? Still a, a separate mm-hmm. entity. Well, I'm I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult. I'm not good at this, so I, so I don't really know. But we have something that called kyrkoförmäktige. Um, uh, it's something politicians. So you you can vote for politicians to to be a part of this uh, of, the, of the Swedish church some kind of uh, so, something like that i'm i'm very bad at this so right. politics still have something to do with it yeah i'm reading okay. a bit about it now and it says that the swedish church have uh, they are obliged by the state to uh, uphold the um, grave sites yeah, yeah what is it? yeah exactly uh, funerals and such uh, they have they have the responsibility to bury people so uh, short version in all of the, the uh, municipalities of Sweden, except a few. But that can be changed, right? It must be. So I see your point, Kenneth. I do. Let's just imagine if, if, the, if the politicians want to do something with the money, do they have an easier time doing it when they distribute the money that way? I'm, I don't know at all, but... You have extreme cases like Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where Berlusconi owns most of the TV channels. <laughs> exactly. And that's one of the key things I think they want to avoid in by doing this. Mm-hmm. From his point of view, it's great. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and if you were the president of Sweden, Kenneth, it would be great for you if you owned <laughs> a national-wide... T- president of Sweden? <laughs> we don't have a president. <laughs> no, but uh, we can have when Kenneth's in charge. Yeah, that would be a new thing. I hope not. I will move. I will desert or something. <laughs> <laughs> From the country or just uh, Kenneth's TV fee? Both, I hope. Okay. but, but do- You can't imagine the fee I would invent for sports viewers. Yeah, that's why I will run as fast as possible. <laughs> you want to watch football? Mm. Yeah, right. Pay up. So, if, you, if we have any listeners from other countries, please tell me if I can come and live with you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Not you personally, you yeah, the yeah, country. Sure. <laughs> and on that subject, if you have listeners from other countries who would like to explain how their model works, I would be happy to yeah. read a mail from you. Yeah, send us feedback. Yeah, please send us some feedback. We we are interested in how you solve these issues, or if you do not solve them, how you handle them at least. This is a session we have really been waiting for some time now. We call it Nexus 7 Revisited. And we uh, take the opportunity to check in with Henrik how his experience has been with the Nexus 7. We had a whole episode on it uh, a few episodes back where we talked about how your first impressions were when you unboxed it live on All In IT Radio and the fans grew wild. And I even scratched it with my key. 
And you scratched it with your key, and you can still see the <laughs> No, I'm looking for it, but I can't see any scratches. All right, great. So, we'd just like a quick check with you. How have you fared now that you've gotten used to it? Has it found a place in your digital life? I have to say it has, actually. It's not my go-to device for all kinds of things, but I re- use it now on a regular basis in, in various tasks. I can give you a, a quick uh, overlook of the apps or programs I've installed. Uh, the mo- programs I most commonly use um, that I've installed is, of course, LastPass for using the web browser and logging into different accounts. Uh, I downloaded a, a bunch of video apps, Crunchyroll for anime, uh, Netflix, VLC works really well, actually. YouTube, of course, SVT Play, as we mm-hmm. talked about uh, before, Spotify. Mm-hmm. I use a lot in, in the car, uh, offline um, synchronization yeah. of playlists, mm-hmm. Mixcloud, which is sort of the same thing, but more aimed at podcasts and similar stuff, SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Waze I haven't actually used, it's a GPS app, uh, I've tried to use Google uh, Maps at one occasion, but it didn't work that well, uh, actually, but I might g- get back there. Feedly works really well, the RSS reader we talked about uh, the last episode, and Trello, which we use when we uh, record our podcasts. Another thing, uh, unexpectedly, I've started to use it as is my um, alarm clock in the mornings. It's much easier to use as an alarm clock than my N900 was, so, well, I started using it. All right. Because my N900... This is a very unique and important feature, so I dare you to laugh at me. I do. Thing is, with the alarm clock in my N900, is that when I set the alarm time and it rings in the morning, it has two buttons over the the entire display, more or less, which is equal in size. One of them says to... um, Snooze. Yeah, exactly. One of them says snooze, and one of them says that I want to turn off the alarm. Imagine if you wake up and you have a headache and you really don't want to get up now. You just want to sleep about 15 or 20 minutes more, but you don't want the alarm to ring in five minutes. What do you do? Well, you say to turn off itself. Uh, And then you oversleep about an hour or two and get to work too late uh, and so on. So that alarm clock wasn't really working for me. Uh, The alarm clock on the Nexus 7 is a bit better. Uh, it actually requires me to do some kind of task when when I want to turn off the the alarm clock. Mostly it's like drawing a shape or something like that. It depends on what you want to, to actually use. And thing is, it really made a big difference. I actually get the time to wake up do, uh, during I, I make this little shape on the, on the device. So yeah, alarm clock was working fine for me. So just to be completely clear, you put you you take this big huge advi- device up in your hand. Not huge. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I, I have it on my desk next to the bed. I don't right. even take it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and but still, you're just talking about a div- uh, an app, mm-hmm. an app on the device that could be installed on any app. So it's not really the Nexus Seven. It just happens to have this app that you use. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is. But it works. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. All right. 
Alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have to buy the Nexus 7. It's the best alarm clock ever. Very expensive alarm clock. Uh, yes. The most selling feature. <laughs> but it will make your neighbors green of envy. And another thing uh, I've actually used it for quite a lot is movies. Uh, the speaker in it is, has one speaker on the, on the back of it. Not that great, but it's not bad either. So at times when I'm watching a movie on, uh, for example, Netflix or YouTube on the TV or the computer, and it's getting a little late and I really should get to bed, well, what do I do? Well, I continue watching it on the Nexus 7. And 7-inch screen is... Um, Isn't it a bit small? I think it's very okay. Uh, on, the, on the distance, I mean, I have it about... 40, 50 centimeters from my head in my lap or, or in my hands. I mean, 7 inch is quite okay, I think, to watch a movie on. Uh, if you're just one person. If it's two, okay, then it's getting a, a bit small. But mm -hmm. I enjoy the, the form factor a lot. I don't think I w wouldn't want a 10 inch tab, to be honest. I think my 10 inch... Uh, the, just it, because it's, it's, I, I think it has the portability yeah it's very easy mm -hmm. to take with me if i want to have it just in my car to play music mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't take up that much space uh, if i want to have it with me to read something uh, it's big enough for me to read it so okay in some cases i want a bigger screen but mostly i have access to a laptop or, or a computer in those cases so i think seven inch is is um is okay if 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 you want uh, the the um if you want it on the go, if you want to have it with you. So I've actually started to use I was a bit afraid in the beginning to not use it as, as much as I've had uh, started to do. So, so it's more pros than cons, you would say? To have yeah, us, yeah, I would say. Okay. Yeah, you still haven't convinced me. <laughs> you haven't? Not even the alarm clock. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I will stick to my 10-inch. But it's so good. <laughs> And it's great to use as a soundboard. All right. In many cases. Yeah, I can imagine that. But don't you use some kind of headset when you watch Netflix or something? Do you use that poor speaker? Really? Depends. If I have decent headphones, uh, of course I use them. But if I if I'm elsewhere and don't have access to headphones, it it works. <laughs> if if you have decent headphones, <laughs> yeah, I've seen your seen your headphone collection i mean you have more headphones than your sister has shoes it depends what mood you're on <laughs> what color do you want what mm -hmm. what frequency range do you want to listen to today and and Hendrik <laughs> have all of them yeah of course all frequencies all yep. colors everything yeah i mean sometimes i watch a movie and just want to hear the frequencies in say 35 kilohertz and above so i don't hear a thing because you only can hear up to 20k but anyway, you're such a you geek know, <laughs> He's a geek. So yeah, it gets uh, two thumbs up from me, this device. And I think I urge you, all of you, to really go out and uh, at least try this one in the local store. And after you have tried it, I really want you to fall in love with it as I did and buy it. <laughs> nice sales pitch. And give us feedback if you like it, if, if you have one and yourself. I must say, if you didn't know, <laughs> this device, uh, which is called Nexus, is actually done by uh, Oko. It's it's made by 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 Asus. No, is made by Google. 
<laughs> okay. So now you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, I don't really see the need for a tablet in my life, but if I would buy one, it would be the alarm... I mean the Nexus 7. <laughs> ah. The Nexus alarm clock will be the next one. Or the Nexus 7 2 or something. Yeah, the next Nexus 7 has two speakers, a better screen, and... Oh, well, we'll probably talk about that some other time. All right, thank you for this feedback, Henrik. That was really nice. And as we've come to the end of the show, we will have a look at the feedback that some of you have sent us. We really appreciate that. We have another email from Mikkel, who sent an email about bit back. He seems to be listening through all our episodes. I would like to mention what he said about episode 0013, where we talked about webcams and we mentioned how you can control things with your hands, the Kinect and so on. And he says that he was a bit surprised that we didn't mention Toby. I guess it's pronounced T-O-B-I-I dot com. It's a startup that was bought up by Intel and they specialize in eye tracking. So he says that there is a possibility that many laptops in the future might support that you'll be able to control the mouse with your eyes. So what they do is that they take one or two webcams and some really, really entertaining maths, as he describes it. And they make it possible for you to use your computer with only your eyes. Apparently, they use this. It is already a product on the market, and it is being used by people with disabilities. And that was quite interesting. I will, of course, put a link in the show notes to this company. How do you use such a thing? It sounds quite awkward. I mean, if you want to double-click something, do you double-blink? <laughs> well, you know, you blink with your left and right eye, like on the mouse. All right, how do you middle-click? <laughs> how, how, how do you scroll with your nose? <laughs> scroll! <laughs> how do you use the scroll wheel? Yeah, you have to head-bang. <laughs> Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> sounds a bit like, uh, what is it called? Um, re- uh, screens, goggles um, for games. Oculus Rift. Oculus Rift, Track IR, or uh, such things. Sounds a bit like that. Can you scroll with it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's so. a great alarm <laughs> clock. Yeah, it's a great alarm <laughs> clock. You should really try to look into it. <laughs> All right, thank you, uh, Mikkel, for your feedback, for your mail. We really appreciated it. And uh, we hope that you will send us another uh, tidbits of information when you continue your (laughs) horrible way through our older episodes. And we had another email, right, Henrik? Yeah, uh, we got another email from our old friend Thor, or Thor. Just separating from the Thor client. And it's regarding the episode 0018, where we talked a bit about, or it was you and Robin only, who talked about Windows 8. 
and he wanted to share his view on how he thinks Windows 8 work and uh, how he uh, arranged his uh, desktop. And he says from the very beginning, I don't use the start page in Windows 8 at all. Uh, what he did was that he f uh, first moved the um, what do you call it desktop icon on on the on the Metro Start? No, not Metro, but the Windows 8 interface. Yeah, what, what is it called? The, the first screen. Doesn't it called Metro? No, it's not Metro anymore. It's Windows 8 interface experience something. Okay, yeah, but All right. the first startup screen. Uh, he, Whatever start screen. Yeah, yeah. He moved the the desktop uh, tile to the very uh, beginning, so he just click enter uh, when it starts. So it's he arrived at the desktop. The other solution he mentions after that uh, that he uses now is a program from a company called Stardock. Uh, it's a program called Start 8. And it apparently hide the, the first startup screen uh, and take him directly to the desktop. And he also has a traditional uh, start button in the lower left corner. All right. With the start menu. Hmm. And he, he really doesn't like the, the idea of having tiles or icons uh, like the, the new start pages. And Starduck are known to release these kind of clever uh, it looks, gadgety yeah, It looks applications. like they, they uh, release a lot of applications aimed at Windows users. Yeah, sure. I, I've used uh, products that they have before. They have a product known as Fences, I believe, which makes mm. it uh, when you double-click the Windows desktop all the icons disappear. And when you double-click again, they reappear. Ah, That's okay. the simplest function for it. They also have in Fences the possibility to put icons in groups on the desktop so you can sort them individually just to bring some order to the mess that usually is the Windows desktop. And they also have bars like the, the, the Apple Dock Okay, yeah. Stuff like that. Mm. They have great things. I've been aware of them for a long time. They have a program called Cursor FX. Create your own custom mouse cursors. Oh, it's a must. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank Tour for his feedback. It's nice knowing about that tool. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, of course. And as we feel a bit adrift out on the big ocean, we we see on the horizon the port which towards which we steer. And we feel that as the end of this episode is upon us, we really have reached the tranquil seas of home. And before we bid you our adieus, we want you to be completely certain of how to connect with us. We want you to send us an email on the email address show at aiit.se, if possible. Or you might give us a tweet by sending it to at altinomiti, A-L-L-T-I-N-O-M-I-T. We are also on Identica and Google Plus, of course, as well. So keep the feedback coming. Robin, if people want to get in touch with you specifically, how do they do it? If you want to contact me, you can find me at Google Plus at... Robin Harming, my name. It's only me, so I don't think there are any else. I would be very surprised. 
So um, easy to find me, and if you find someone else, please let me know so I can... I don't know. But if they search for you and find someone else, they didn't find you, how would they let you know? <laughs> Perhaps through Twitter? Exactly. Where you are? I am at Robin Harming at Twitter too, and that spells R-O-B-I-N-H-A-R-M-I-N-G. Something like that. Sorry for my English. Um, please follow me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he tweets about it lunch every day. <clears throat> I hate that. I will never, I will never write that to you. I promise. And where does people follow you, Henrik? Uh, it's mostly the other way around. I follow people. They don't follow me. It's, by, <laughs> it's a bit awkward, actually. But um... feel pity for him. Please follow yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I try to be civilized, okay, but um, it doesn't work out always. But most of the time, if people really want to follow me instead, they can use it on you do it on Twitter. On my handle at Warpfuss, W-A-R-P-F-U-Z. Splendid. Then it's time to tune out and tune in to... No. It's, you tune out and you... Hmm? Whatever. You know what time it is. What time is it? Bedtime. Almost. Robin? For music. It's time for Yay. music. Oh. Exactly. And Henrik, what will we listen to today? We will listen to Macarena. No? Can't. We will listen to Canna Canna by Danny Lucas, I believe. It's a track that is really good. And it's released on Gemendo. Under a Creative Commons license 3.0, unported. Yeah. <laughs> Am I finished? Am I paid? Can I go home? You don't get paid on this podcast, Aww. you know. <laughs> Splendid, thank you. That, that's great. And as we listen to the tracks, the beats of Danny Lucas, we will fare the last part of our voyage to our home harbor and we'll see you all next time goodbye bye bye adieu
I think we lost one man. He went overboard. Anything, really. A new technique? A new gadget, perhaps? Something I found in the garbage... I was going to say van, but I mean can. I don't really have an entire van <laughs> for my garbage, van. but... Uh, <laughs> All sounds right. like a good idea, actually. Okay, yeah? Thank you. What is a TV license? What do we need it for? And who yeah. pays it? Very good questions, and I will try to make it as entertaining as possible. It's not very easy when it comes to this subject, <laughs> but I will do my best. I can dance in the background. <laughs> and that really helps since exactly. no one can see you but us. And if this helps, was, and it helps me not this, to concentrate as well. If this was a vidcast, they would have seen it, as I have mentioned That's before. That's why we're happy. This is a audio podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did I hear you right, Kenneth? Did you, in the same breath, said something about Apple, and then you said they do great stuff? Robin, wasn't you the person? Not Apple. <laughs> okay. Robin, not Robin, Apple. I, I Robin, spoke about Stardocks. <laughs> a small request from you. Isn't you the one who are going to edit this podcast? Yeah, I am. Can't you just spice it up a bit? <laughs> so to speak. Too bad that cannot have to accept the editing. <laughs> you know the pro products from Apple. Oh, they're really great. <laughs> oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> Yeah, hmm? whatever. We really have reached the tranquil seas of home. <laughs> what are you talking about? You'll understand uh, when you hear the intro later. Ah. <laughs> Robin's so cheesy. Face is just oh, priceless. But it was cheesy at the last episode as yeah, well. It was baguettes and I it know. was... Picnics always cheesy. cheesy. Always. <laughs> so that's yeah, my thing. Good. Good for you. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's see. Where were we? The sea. The boat. But if they search for you and find someone else, they didn't find you. How would they let you know? <laughs> Perhaps through Twitter. Exactly. You can where you are. At Harming Batman. No. <laughs> That's where Henrik is. <laughs> we will listen to Macarena. No? Can't. Hey, Macarena. Ah, yeah. We will listen to... We will listen to... We will listen to... Can... Hello! Hey? Kana <laughs> kana... We will listen to Kana Kana by Danny Lucas, I believe. It's a track that is really good, and it's released on Gemando under a Creative Commons license 3.0 unported. Music, music, boom, shoof. And we are here to talk about our OCD. T. Me. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. Do, bo. Yay. And that's a wrap. We have a show. It's... One and yeah. a half hour. 
We were trying to hit the 45 minute mark. Half halfway there. We missed it by as usual. Right. How many minutes do you usually shave mm. off? <laughs> shave off. Half an hour. Half an hour. Mm. One hour then. Well, that's okay. I will stop now then. Okay. Yeah, you can end the recording. Stop.